So we're in a turning point of the Mimer. The Mimer, everyone has the Pashtus. We're in a turning point of the Mimer with the free, with the Tzemach Tzedek. We have to get our, we have to get our, we just say the Rebbe. Say the Rebbe. You should have a such, I give you a brach, you should have such preparation for the study of the Hasidus. Like, uh, like is in the, uh, in the French, in the French. Kossis um, Lamor over there going on. So now we're, 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 on a, we're on a mission to understand how this process works. We've identified clearly that Moshe is being instructed and that Moshe, also the word Kisikna is a message to Moshe that Moshe, this is how Moshe is able to do this impossible endeavor of, of uh, bringing Mamshich Das to the Zera Behemo. So Lahab in the first matter, the first order of business is to understand. See, I, I want to make it clear because uh, maybe some people got the wrong impression. In the first pedic, there was no information in the first pedic that told us how Moshe does what he does. We said what Moshe does. We said that Moshe is the Meyuchat Sheberoyim and that Moshe is able to um, kind of break the boundaries and break the rules. But the Shaila is, okay. What's the mechanism of operation? In a certain sense, we could say that Moshe is, is, break, is violating, is, is, is changing the rules of Ishtalshalus. He's changing the rules of the game. Moshe is doing something Kaviochel that the Abishta can't do. The Abishta created Zera Adam and Zera Behemoth. And however, that distinction is, but it's a distinction that's of massive proportion. Comes along Moshe and changes it. So obviously Moshe is acting on behalf of the Ebershter. But in an interesting way, if you want to put it in this context, so what, I, I, I therefore have a, I have a, I want to use this week's parsha to make this point clear. This week's parsha of Ashkocha Pratis is really a, um, a, a microcosm of this whole story. What's, what's the big, what's the, what's the action that Moshe takes in this week's parsha that seems to, mimic that seems to be representative of this of this overriding right Moshe says you want to do x you want to destroy the people you say Moshe gets uh, he used this language Moshe gets in Hashem's face Moshe gets Moshe's not backing down again how the story plays out is different than the cut than then 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 maybe how it's how it is Mitzad mil Milo, but in, in terms of how the story is, in terms of Moshe Rabbeinu's actions, okay, in terms of no, 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 I heard too. In terms of Moshe Rabbeinu's actions, what's Moshe Rabbeinu doing? Moshe Rabbeinu is being told by the Eibushter, this is the plan, this is how things are going to go, this is what I intend, and Moshe Rabbeinu, as a, as a, as a, as a he should be makim mekoyma, so to speak, he should recognize where he's holding. He knows that he's not the creator, he's the creation, he's a nivra. And the creator is telling you this is what the plan is. And be happy and say, thank you for letting me know. And move on. But Moshe goes the opposite direction. He says, no, I don't have a plan. Why are we not focused? It's like, okay, comes out, let's focus. We're speaking to each other. Let's, pre let's pretend like we're speaking to each other. So, this is an amazing thing. Don't overlook this. We, everything, again, we go through stories, everything's like the built-in. yeah. Parsha's A, you know, we register each Parsha for the, whatever story it is. Moshe Rabbeinu is going against the entire, the entire expectancy of what should happen over here. One of the rules that you should always, don't learn, don't, don't learn or don't read Chumash or any story that you already know 
by knowing the, having the end in mind. Because when you do that, everything gets diluted. You don't know anything. Is there a precedent for Moshe's behavior? Is there a precedent to Moshe's behavior where somebody, where somebody else says, I'm not going with a plan, I'm not going along with a plan. Huh? Does anybody else do that? What, is, what, is, what does Avram do? So, so, so it's very good. So by Avram, by Sdurim, he, he definitely says, because the Ebishter, the Ebishter comes to Avram, Avram and says, Avram, he says, listen, um, I'm not going to conceal from you what I'm doing. This is the land that I'm going to give you. I'm going to be destroying it. And then, and then Avram goes into this whole discussion. He goes into this whole thing. One second, how many people are there? Are they righteous? Not righteous? But Poyal Mamish, in the case of Avram's discussion, in the case of Avram's um, sort of, right, in, in Avram's countering the Ebishter's Ratzen, over there, Avram presents like an option. He says, let's, let's consider, let's look at, Let's look at the big picture. Let's see if we could, you know, find a, a solution to the problem. And then uh, ultimately, if no solution could be found, Avram capitulates. Avram gives in. Avram surrenders. Over here, Moshe is not surrendering. So Metzadeh, yeah, there's a precedent by Avram that Avram argues Kaviyochel with the Ebishter. Avram, he says, no, Avram says, well, oh, 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 pushes back. So Avram pushes back against the plan. But he's, he, wants to, uh, he wants to exhaust uh, this option, that option. Moshe Rabbeinu takes a completely different approach. Moshe Rabbeinu could have said one thing that you... Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu could have said, if he, makes me, if he takes the Avram model, he could have said, Look, I, I, he said, let, let, let's sit down, let's get, a, let's get a cup of coffee, tea, whatever it is that you drink, let's sit down. Beer, whatever it is that your beverage of choices. Let's sit down, let's figure this out. How many Yidin served the Ego? And then the Abishter obviously would take out his calculator, because obviously the Abishter needs to calculate Akhopanim, yeah? And he would say, this is how many people. And now how many people Taka served the Egel? Poyol Mamish? Lerech? Huh? How many people served the Egel? A lot more, the majority of the Eden, not majority of the Eden, how many? What? Not majority, but not the majority. The majority, I don't know if we know the exact numbers. How many, you know the exact numbers, how many people ended up getting killed? That was huh? What was the number of how many people got killed? I don't remember the numbers. 3,000 killed. You give me the number. Okay, we'll see that. But the point is that Moshe could have gone and very, uh, he put on his lawyer hat. Moshe would have sit down with his lawyer and say, Hey, Mr. This is a disproportionate, this is a, this is a, uh, this is a breach of justice over here. The righteous die with the wicked. He could have gone on a whole spiel. This is, uh, why is this happening? You can't tell me that everyone is guilty, and you can't tell me this, and then you want to host to them. Moshe Rabbeinu goes with a different approach altogether. Moshe Rabbeinu's approach says, listen, this, this is not happening. We're not, we're not going down this road. You're not, first of all, I don't, don't, don't do me any favors. Moshe Rabbeinu gets, don't do me, don't start over with me. You want to start over with me? So first of all, he tells the Abishter, don't start over with me, because well, who knows, my, who knows what's going to happen with my children and my grandchildren. And by the way, Derech Agav, one of the, one of the, one of the mysteries of, uh, of Tanakh, where are Moshe's grandchildren? And I'm not talking about Moshe's grandchildren today. I'm talking about Moshe's grandchildren even a few generations after. Right? You ever know the story about Pesel Micha? The Moshe's descendants is a very, it's a very, it's a very mysterious thing about where, what happened with his descendants, what happened to Moshe. But well, it's part of the question about what happened. Why, why, why was Moshe not succeeded by his children? It's one of the things that people look to and say. Uh, sometimes, uh, and we see this throughout history, 
that uh, great people do not exactly have uh, great children that succeed them, or at least uh, their children don't take, don't take them over, whatever it is. The kids say, Moshe goes with a completely different approach. Moshe goes, instead of pushing back at the Abish there, Moshe is guns blazing. Right? Moshe comes out and complete. And, and so we see this precedent in Moshe, in the Torah, that Moshe breaks the rules. Seemingly, Moshe breaks the Seder HaYishtalshuz. Moshe and saying that this is what's going to happen, that I'm going to, this experiment called the Jewish people is going to end. And we're going to now have the people of Moses. We're not going to have the Bnei Yisrael, we're going to have the Bnei Moshe. Right? I feel like this is some kind of organization somewhere. Bnei Moses. Bnei Moshe. So, and, uh, and uh, then Moshe says, no, 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 no. So that calculation, we could say, if we put it in the, the calculation, well, the, the experiment called the Jewish people, this, uh, the, the Bnei Yisrael is coming to, is a Seder Ishtalshulis approach. I'll peace Seder Ishtalshulis in whatever way we want to understand it. That's what has to happen now. And Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, what? Write it. Point therefore is, we look at it in our mind mirror. So we're asking a question, but really we have, we, we, we don't have the answer of how he does it, but we already see that we, we know this very much in Moshe's behavior, that Moshe is the one that he's mamshich l'zera Because for all intents and purposes, based on what we, based on our, our, our understanding of the difference between zera adam and zera behema, is that these are two distinct creations. Right? It's like somebody saying, oh, you know, like again, you, have, you have kids, uh, you have kids, uh, uh, kids' books or kids', kids imaginations. I wish I was a fill in the blank. Hmm? Moses. No, no, no. I wish I was a goat. I know some people. I wish I was a goat. I wish I was a bunny rabbit. Whipping out those wishes. I got I, I, a picture the other day from somebody who was, was walking. It was a dangerous thing. It was walking in and, and it was the streets of Manhattan. Cloud walking the streets of Manhattan. This could be a. Uh, could be, uh, could, yeah. So, and there's this, there's this person over there, a person, some kind of, some kind of creation that is, uh, is, is, is crawling on the floor, wearing some kind of human dog suit, uh, complete with a, with a whole dog. Uh, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't put him. And uh, the, the, this person was, uh, was on a chain. Uh, I don't know if someone was holding the chain or if they were attached to some kind of pole, imagining that they're sitting over there and the people are walking by and they're going, ooh, 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 ooh. There's a mice on the street. Ain't no joke. Uh, this is a community. There's a community of people like this. There's people dressed as dogs. This is a dog today. This is a, this is a kangaroo. This, is a, this, is a, this person's a... Because why? Because they wanted their, their imagination. They can't uh, tolerate not living their imagination. So now... But for most of us, navigating our uh, childhood and nav nav navigating our adolescence is the, uh, is the realization of what... You are and what you are not. And uh, your imaginations have to... In order to understand this matter in its full extent, Lashuri means properly, in order to understand how Moshe does what he does, how Moshe overrides the system. So, innovating. We have to go deeper into understanding the... The, the, what what Zed Adam and Zed Abahima is, what is the this difference between them? In the first pedek, which difference did we identify about Zed Adam and Zed Abahima? In the actuality, in the practicality, in, in how they live in this world, how they experience Elam Hazeh. And what Moshe does, we have to go back to the Shurish Hamshachusam. 
mimikadam. So we have to understand their makar. So we, we started from the end, really. We started from the end of the story. We need to go back to the beginning of the story. We're the makar, we're the, we're the, we're the hamshacha comes from Baruchnis. So here we go, because notice, if, I'm, if I remember correctly, in Parak Aleph, there was no mention, even though I, we said it in Shir, there was no mention of the term neshom is da'atzilis and neshom is debiyam, correct? In Parak Aleph, those langu did that language appear? No. But because why? Why, why did that language not appear? Because we were speaking about how they operate in Elam Hazir. So says now the Semach Tzedek, you want to know who are these Zeradam, Nikraim Zeradam. So the Neshamas that are Zeradam, they are the Shamas that come from Atsilas. They come from the level called Zeir Ampin of Atsilas. What is Zeir Ampin of Atsilas known as? It's referred to in Kabbalah as the supernal Adam that sits on the Kisei. So now, well, first we had this language before about Adam, there's Adam, um, there's Adam Ra'elyeim, there's Adam Kadmoim, there's different expressions of Adam. Let's not, get, let's not get stuck here, and this is a lot of times where people start, you start learning, you hear language in Chassidus, you're like, your, your, your brain goes into a fog. The term Adam, whenever you're referring to it, whenever it's, whenever it's, 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 it's saying something in, in, in Seder Ishtalshalos, it's because of a certain characteristic. Okay, so for example, just like we said about Adam Kadmain, that the term Adam Kadma, right, is because it has a similar, it has a similar function as Adam Rishain. Okay, so over here, when we say that Zal, Zeir Ampin, is called Adam, why would Zeir Ampin be called Adam? What, what characteristic makes Zeir Ampin, which is, a, which is refers to the Midois, right, which refers Bechlalos to, from Chese down to, um, from Chesed down to Yisoid, why are those called Adam? Why is that called Adam Elyon? What do they have in common? Even though, and this be, even though that when we say the name, when we say the name Adam by a person, in, 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 uh, as opposed to the name Ish, we're referring to the person's intellect versus the person's um, emotional uh, structure. And over here we're saying Zah, which refers to the, uh, to, to the emotional part, the emotional part of the Svidas. So it's not so much an issue of Moichin versus Midois. The reason why it's called Adam is because in the Svirois, especially when it comes to the creating of the world, in the creating of the world, as you remember, obviously, what part of this 10 Svirois is the part where we start to have the Shaykhs to create creation? Chabad, Chagas, or Chabad, Chabad, Zah, or Nukva? Zah. Why? Because like it says, the Midois are what? What's the general tnuah of Midas? It's Ashpa. The general tnuah of Meichin is to be, to be a farzich. That's why it says, uh, the Lashon that says in the Mimer over there, um, A person who's truly a Baal Seichel, a person who's truly a Baal Meichin, doesn't need anybody. Baruch Hashem, none of us are truly Baal Meichin, none of us are truly Baal Seichel. So any seichel that we have, any seichel, it's, it's, all, it's all filtered through the lens of Midas. That's why I can imagine anybody, any, any time anyone here or anyone that you know for the close gets an gets a, gets a insight, what do you first want to, what do you want to do right away when you have some kind of idea? You want to share it. 
You want to share it because you're, it, you don't have, we don't have a pure expression, a pure experience of Seichel and a pure experience of Midas. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, a pure experience of, 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 of Moichin. Because we are, Bichlolos, we are Midas oriented. That's why also, what's more defining of a person? The Seichel of the person or the Midas of the person? If you had to, you had to put what? The Midas, of course. The Midas, we identify much more with our Midas. Some of us need work identifying with our Midas, but in terms of what the person is. So our is a entity that, ex, that emotes. You understand the word emotes? Emotes in Russian emotions. But also in terms of hashpa, an Adam is a mashpia, an ish, a zohar is a mashpia. That's why you have the word, you have the zohar, and nukva is also zohar and a keivo, ma'imban. So this is the general idea. This is the general idea why zohar that seals is called Adam or Elian. What's the question? The main reason is because Zodat Silas refers to the Koyach of the Ebishter that's Mashpiach Hayes of the world. Huh? And that's the Tnu of Adam. That's the characteristic of Adam. Right? Um, but it's also not only characteristic of Adam, it's the characteristic of a king because it says that this Adam Elion is sitting on the throne. Now, technically, say it says it's sitting on the throne, it's sitting on the throne because the Ebishter uses, uses a certain transmission device. The transmission device is the device of Malchus. But over here we're not focusing on the on, on Malchus, we're not saying Malchus versus Zoh. We're just saying that now what we have to put together. Zela Adam are Nishomas Datsilas. This is the first time you're hearing this in the Mimer, even though you might have heard this already in uh, from from uh, in, in, in language from somebody else. Zela Adam are Nishomas that come from Atsilas. Sounds familiar to something that you heard about the Alter Rebbe, for example? So as I say, the Alter Rebbe is in the Shoma Chadasha, which is a, refers also to Nishoma Datsilas. These languages are Sinat what? In which parak? No, in the Vergal, we didn't say that the, the, the words in the Shomadat Silas. Yes, but we did, that, the Mimer is now saying it for the first time. So the Zera Adam, the Zera Adam is the Shomadat Silas. What does it mean, the Shomadat Silas? The Shomadat Silas means that they are they're rooted in the Midas of Atsilas. And you would think, interestingly enough, that they might be rooted in the Moichim, the Moichim of Atsilas. One reason why, why that's not the case is, again, because the moichin are not, is not a, uh, it's, not a, a it's, not a, it's not a part of the oilam hatzilas that's involved in Bria. The section or the, the spheres of hatzilas that are involved in hashpa start from chesed. Remind ourselves one more thing. How did we define Atsilos? Well, what was the other name that I told you this refers to Atsilos as? Kind of a uh, counterintuitive name, but it's a, a name that expresses, it's one simple word, Elikos. You understand? Atsilos is called Elikos. Why? Because the difference, the main difference between Atsilos and Biyah is the possibility of something else. Remember, we're talking about realms of, of, of existence, realms of existence. The realm of existence of Atsilas is there is no possibility for something else. The realm of Bria is there's the beginning of a possibility for something other than Elikus, for something other than, for some self-identity, for some independence. Atsilas is the only thing that makes Atsilas different than Eibishter is that Atsilas is a, identif it identifies 10 kolchois of Elikus. So the only thing about Atsilas that makes it an oilom, like we're going to see here in a moment, is the fact that it has an identifiable structure. But the idea that it has any kind of helem 
any kind of concealment or any kind of possibility for something other than. That's why when you come in, when you come in the presence of a tzaddik, okay, and this is not just Hasidim saying this, what, what, what do you hear, even from secular people, even from people who are, when you come into the presence of a Rebbe or the Rebbe, what, what, are, you, what are you feeling at that moment? <laughs> right, so obviously different people have different languages of expressing it. But imagine that you're walking into the world of Atsilus. Now, a world of Atsilus is not something that you could open up the door and walk into. Atsilus is a, Atsilus basically, like I said, it's a realm of functioning. So you don't have to go anywhere to go to Atsilus. But in that reality, there is nothing, there's nothing other than. Right? Give me a, give me a, a, a gosh, Mr. Gemarshal for this. Where you're in a, you're in a, you're in a matziv or there's... A state, of, a state of being that you might find yourself in, or, or maybe even a physical place. That when you're in that place, nothing else exists. No? Huh? The moon? What's happens to the moon? Mama, something more practical that we experience. What? A movie. So I, I, I didn't want to jump to, the, to, that, to that level, but a movie, for example. Especially someone who goes to a movie theater. Right? Now, uh, well, maybe only a few of us have been there, maybe none of us, but everyone here has been to like an IMAX, right? Right? Imagine you're, you're sitting in there, you're sitting by that, you sat down in there, you sat down, you sat down, you sit down in the, uh, in the, in the theater of the IMAX, and you have a screen that's uh, whatever, however, however big it is, and uh, especially if it's a 3D, 4D, whatever, at whatever the uh, levels, and you're, there's an immersion. There is an immersion that's going on. You know, watching a particular uh, story about uh, Antarctic penguins and whatever it is, but the way that the way that environment functions, it melts everything out. Nothing else exists. I'm not only talking about because of the effects that happen. You get spritzed and the chvesi that your things are popping out. But I'm saying, even you're, there's an immersion. That's why it's so. That's why it's so powerful. Why do you think going? Why do you think there's? Why do you think there's people? I don't know. To, I don't know today if people are flocking to movies because they have, they have alternatives. But you're sitting in that environment. It's like, it. You're you're hypnotized. You're hypnotized. Catching big fish. You're saying in the. You saw that one about the fish. I saw a guy going to the Amazon jungle over there, over here in the. I don't remember which one. There's different things. Um, but uh, maybe more. Maybe something that's 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 not that's not as. Even though everyone experiences, everyone knows what I'm talking about. But even simply, even simply listening to a song, there's a certain, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's an idea that you're supposed to be immersed in, in being invested in whatever you're doing. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking over here that there's certain, there's certain things that Hashem created. Certain, I wanted to use a marshal of a physical environment, gashmistic environment, and a gashmistic experience, which kind of forces you that way. Otherwise, we have an avoid that we need to do to invest ourselves to, to, to the fullest extent that we can. So, of course, we should be present like that. Um, that's, a, that's, that's the idea of being a pnimi. But I'm talking over here just to give a sense, just like a person can't help it. But when he goes into that IMAX theater and then the thing is showing, he's just, he's, there's nothing else exists. Everything is kind of, everything is kind of pushed away. And sometimes it's pushed away to a stand where there's even a forgetting about it. So now take me, take me to the nimshol over here of Atzilus. Atzilus is a place where there is no alternative. So I, just, I think we could use this martial begashmi of our, of our world to understand what that might mean. But again, even the example of a, even the example of a song. Even the example of a song. I forget the story. I think it's even brought to look at the sikhs of a certain, uh, a certain individual, a certain uh, 
a certain Gutayid that was scheduled to get, that was, that was having a surgery. Anyone knows where, where it's brought? A certain Gutayid who was having a surgery, and um, he, I don't know if they didn't have uh, the uh, anesthesia or he, he said not to do it. He, 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 he began singing a particular nigan. What? He was composing? And the story, I was also a guy with a violin. He was playing, he played violin. I don't know if it's that, there's maybe different mices like this. But you're saying he composed it? Right, so, I, so whether, whether he composed it or not, and the kuda is, is that this, there's, a, there's, there's certain koichois, koich of Negina is one of them, that it transports you. And in the transporting of you, so the Friedrich Rebbe speaks a lot about being transported to, to places, to memories, to Lubavitch, to Chassidim, um, but also, one of the things you, all of us realize is sometimes, you have to, sometimes when we hear a song, no, don't abuse, let's finish. And that when, when, when you hear a song again, you, it kind of takes you back to the place that you heard the song in the first place. But that's a separate thing. The Nakuda about be, having a certain environment, having a certain device, the Gashmias, a certain experience that either, like we said, the example of the theater or the example of a, of a, of a song. That that it's possible that a person can be uh, can be uh, opened up and have being and uh, undergoing a surgery at that time, but because he's 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 elsewhere because he, the music is taking him somewhere else, so his body is his body is laying on the bed, his body is laying on the, in the you know in the in the in the uh, operating room, but his spirit is his his consciousness sort of is somewhere else. So atzilus, that's what atzilus is. Mechlalif. Atzilus is that there's, 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 there's no doubting and investigating Einoid Milvadeh. 